0: Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, Interim Pastor of New Hope Baptist Church. And now it is August the 29th. And we're going to look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And verse 19 and 20, if you would. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which ye have of God. And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let's pray, dear Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, Father, you will open up your word this morning for us, Lord, to uh, just bless our hearts, Father, something that would fill a need in our life. We thank you for all that you've done for us this week. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So here we find that our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And it is. He dwells in you the day that you got saved. He came to live within you. Isn't that something? And the thing about that, I want to, you know, there's a lot of parts to this, but the one big part of the temple, of the Holy Spirit living inside of you if you're saved is your mind. Causes you the most Trouble, I believe these days. And uh, the world is trying to infect and affect your mind through things like music or TV or so many avenues these days. And so I wanted to look at this thing, the mind. So let's start out with looking at 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we're going to read... Let's see. Starting here in verse... Well, I have 1 through 5. Let's look 1 through 5 so we can get a, a beat on verse 5. It says, Let as many servants as are under the uh, count their own masters worthy of all honor and of the name of the and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And that they, having believed, believing masters, let them not despise them because they are, they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the, of the benefit which these things teach and exhort if any man teach otherwise and consent not to a wholesome words even the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrine which is according to godliness he is proud knowing nothing but doting about questions and strives and words and whereof comes envy strife railings evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men and corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such, withdraw thyself. Especially honing in here on verse 5, corrupt minds. Before we're saved, we have corrupt minds and we have to be very careful that when we rub elbows with people with corrupt minds now I'm not saying that people that are not saved that we don't we just ignore them how are we going to win them if we ignore them but we have to be very careful because just like kids I don't care if you're an adult or a teenager or a child you know your children who they hang out with they end up acting like little Johnny down the street don't they same with us we have to be very careful because before we're saved we have corrupt minds and when you hang with people too much that are not saved when uh, that's all you're around and you don't fellowship with other Christians and you don't spend time with the Lord you start to reflect those who you are around how's the Holy Spirit going to use you so before you're saved, we have a corrupt mind. Um, 2 Timothy three eight, talking about this also. 2 Timothy three eight it says, Now Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, and so, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They resist the truth pretty consistently, don't they? Sure they do. They resist the truth pretty consistently. Um, I have people that I work with and people that I'm around that that uh, really have no part in Christianity. They don't really want a part of it. Why? They resist the truth. So we have to be very careful with this. And be careful that we do not have these kind of minds. But these are the things that we had before we were saved, though, right? Again, uh, Titus It's just... Right after this, Titus chapter 1, verse 15, talking about our mind. It says, Unto pure things are pure, but unto them that are defiled or unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their minds and conscience is defiled. Defiled minds. So, before we say, man, we have corrupt minds, we have defiled minds. Why? Because of sin. Passed down from... Adam and Eve, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, talking about this matter of the mind. 2 Corinthians four, four. It says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine unto them they have blind minds you know when the holy spirit draws someone you know that they for the first time start to have their mind try to receive the things of god um it's hard for them sometimes we as christians we have to be very careful we have patience with people that we witness to. Sometimes, you know, they're not going to just because you corner them in a room and you want to force them into getting saved. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Holy Spirit's job. We've said this many times, but is to convict them. It's our job to tell them. It's Holy Spirit's job to convict them, and it's their job to accept or reject. The God of this world, Satan, is trying to blind them. The people of this world, trying to discourage them and diffuse what God is trying to do in their life. That's right. And we have to be very patient with them. Praying for them so the Holy Spirit will deal with them and then telling them. Ephesians chapter 4. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, right? Ephesians chapter 4. So, Saying that, that's what we had before we were saved. But what kind of mind do we need to be very careful of? We're going to get into the kind of mind that we need to have, but what kind of mind does a Christian need to be careful of? There's a lot of Christians that are not keeping their mind upon the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read starting here in verse 17. Ephesians chapter 4, starting here in verse 17. It says, I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in vanity of their mind, having the understanding of darkened. Now remember, the, the the vain mind. What What is having a vain mind? Well, in the vanity of their mind, they have their understanding darkened. Being alienated from life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness and to work on with greediness. So, because of their ignorance and their hard-heartedness they have given themselves over to the world basically and that's sad. That. say there can't be Christians that do that, they're not saved then really no, I believe that some aren't but I believe that some are saved and they've given themselves over to, like we read before, a reprobate mind we have to be careful of our mind, people We have to be very careful so that we have the kind of mind the Holy Ghost can use. So this vain mind, we've got to be very, very careful of this vanity of their mind. Philippians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. We're almost there. Chapter 3. Philippians, chapter 3, in verse 19. Says, whose end is destruction whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame who mind earthly things an earthly mind an earthly mind we have to really redirect our mind through the reading of his word and the spending time with him in prayer have a heavenly mind Ever hear the phrase, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good? That's baloney. You can't be too heavenly minded. We have to be careful that we think about and care about the things that God wants us to think about. We're not going to turn there, we're running out of time, but James 1.8 saying about A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man. You go back and forth. How many people do you know that never stay with with the belief that they read about in his word? You know, the TV or the internet makes their mind go back and forth and back and forth. You need to spend more time in His Word than you do on your TV watching, your internet watching. And find out what truth is. What is truth, right? Well, it's found in the Word of God. Romans chapter 1. Starting here in verse 28, it says, And they did Excuse me. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, and we can go on. The end of it all is to have a reprobate mind. And you become unusable. You become unusable. I don't want that, do you? So what is the... What is the antidote to all this? What is the antidote to all this? Now that we're saved, what kind of mind do we need to have? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 it says For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ when you get save your new creation old things passed away all things come new we are to have the mind of Christ how in the world do you have the mind of Christ I and mean, we all struggle as you are saved the longer you're saved you should be more like Christ this year than you were last year because you spent time with Him remember how we said about kids when they hang around the wrong kind people they, they start acting like them and adults too well if you hang with the Lord Jesus Christ who do you start acting like? of course Jesus Christ Jesus Christ it's so important to have the mind of Christ and to act on what He has you act on. It's so important. Reason. Well, let's look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. We have the mind of Christ. What's it do? What's it do? In 2, Corinthians, 2 Timothy rather, chapter 1 verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind there are so many people now struggling with having a sound mind the world has stolen it they give you a double mindedness they give you a, a fear they give you a doubt they, 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 they come into your life and they shake your mind up When we have the mind of Christ, we have a sound mind. We can weather the storm. I'm not saying we don't struggle. If you're a person, you can struggle. But God gives you a sound mind. He does. Romans chapter 7. Going back into Romans again. Romans chapter 7. verse 25. and It says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so that when the mind uh, excuse me uh, so that when the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin. What's this mean? It means you have a spiritual mind. It means you have a spiritual mind. We're here anyways. Let's look in uh, Romans eight six and seven it says, "For the carnally minded is death; for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God; for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So that they that are in the flesh cannot please God." To have the mind of Christ is to be have a sound mind. You have a spiritual mindedness, and you got to feed that. It's got to be something that's consistent in your life that you're going to that you're going to um, recharge, reset through God Himself. Romans chapter twelve and verse two. And it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind, that ye may pr- prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Through Christ Jesus, having His mind, spending time with Him in His Word, on your knees, serving Him, doing what He wants you to do in your life, He renews your mind daily. When you get up this morning, you should spend some time with Him so that you can face the battles you're going to face not only of the exterior part of this world coming at you but i'm telling you if you're like me um, battling with your own self right we need to have a renewed mind some people are looking for this a lot galatians ephesians philippians we're looking for philippians chapter 4. I know we're turning a lot. I hope you have patience with me this morning. But they're sprawled throughout here in the New Testament. Philippians chapter 4 in verse 7 it says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This mind of Christ will give you a sound mind, a spiritual mind, a renewed mind but it will also give you peace peace there's many people that I've met over the past year that are only looking for a little bit of peace they think they can find it in the world they cannot they think they can find it in themselves not going to happen you find peace in the Lord Jesus Christ himself that's truth that's the truth the evidence of all these things happen when you have a mind of Christ you have a sound mind a spiritual mind you have a renewed mind you have a peace that passes all understanding the bible says a peaceful mind second corinthians chapter 8 last verse verse 12 for if there be first a willing mind it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not we have to have a willing mind God will use what you have if you have a willing mind you're willing to do what God has placed in your lap God's made you a teacher a good teacher and you've given up a class I would suggest that you try to get back involved with that you know God uses what you have you say I, don't, I really don't have much well here's where you start here's where you can start how about being a prayer warrior that cost you nothing financially cost you some time and I'm telling you, when you really start praying, it'll cost you a piece of your heart. Make you a list of people that need prayer. Pray for your church, your country, your leaders. You invest some of yourself in prayer. And God will lead you with a willing mind to what He would have for you. He didn't, he didn't save you to sit. He saved you to get up and get, I heard a preacher say one time. That's truth. These certain things of the mind, I think we have to be very careful of. The Lord wants you. He saved you to go to heaven, yes, but He's also saved you to do something. But when we do want to, let alone want to do something, having a willing mind, to do so, We have our mind on the right things. It's part of the temple. The Holy Ghost. Is us. And just to be willing to be used. Spend some time with them. The old saying was. Get your mind right. Do you ever hear anybody say that? That's an old, I haven't heard that for a long time. You got to get your mind right. Well that's true. That's a true statement. What you think about, so you are, the Bible says, right? So is he. What a man thinketh, so is he. Very important. Just a few things in his word about your mind today. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you have a great Sunday. Please try to witness to some poor lost soul. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. I pray, Father, you would just help us as we go through the day, go through the week, that we will serve you with all our hearts. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all the blessings you've given us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys, you guys have a great week, and God bless you.